Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... Two guys who run a four-minute 40. Hey, ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 371. This is our game preview ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles game. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your ever-dashing host, Chris. And with me is Detroit's darling, Tony Tio Ortiz. How you doing, buddy? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I put that out there for fun. I didn't mean to, to stack me up like that. No, that's fine. I'm going to get you for that. <laughs> I deserve it. I deserve it. Welcome back from the left coast. Thank you very much. It was a, it was a spectacular trip. Um, folks said we talked about it too much in the last show, so I'll, I'll try to keep my, my effusive praise for SoFi to myself. Let's let's go. This is this is the week, Tony. This is the first best chance, man. Yep. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We got a Lions Eagles preview. Talk a little bit about St. Jude, Christmas for the kids. We got the injury report, game predictions, Vegas odds, and a whole lot more. Great show lined up. T.O., you ready to go, brother? I'm ready. <laughs> let's kick this off and break it down. <sighs> Settling in. <laughs> Had a long day, man. I was I had meetings from eight AM to like one nonstop and you know, that drains your brain pretty hard. But Yeah, I understand completely. Yeah, you had a big day too. Tony's big day yeah. was the was the book I read. All right, we'll get into the Lions meta. <laughs> Lions at the Eagles. These teams have met all of thirty four times. Oddly, the first time they met was nineteen thirty three. Only thirty four times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really something. Um, the Spartans in 1933, before the year before they turned into the Lions, they won 25 mm-hmm. to nothing. But they've only met 34 times in all that period. That's crazy to me. That is absolutely crazy. I figured there were more appearances, like 50 or 60, not 34. That's that's remarkably low. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a series tied 16, 16 and two. Um, Lions have won the last three. They've won four of the last five, but they've lost seven on the last 11. So their recency bias is in favor of the Lions, um, not so much in favor of the the Eagles. The last tie was in 1984. George Orwell wrote that tie script himself. (laughs) (laughs) Total points scored. Interesting. 736 for the Eagles, 710 for the Lions. Uh, Average gap of like three quarters of a point per game. So they played pretty tight. Well, mm-hmm. the average is pretty tight. I, as I was looking through the numbers, there's a lot of lopsided games. There's a lot of really yeah. lopsided games, but they went either way. So um, if you think about Eagles, Lions memories, I have to go to the Snow Bowl, right? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> that is without a doubt in my 15 years of doing the Lions or being on the sidelines. That was easily my favorite game. It was just incredible to be there. And I was doing some television beforehand when the snow started, Chris. And basically it turned my hair even saltier (laughs) and it started off a little, you know, a little bit of snow. You just kind of brushed it off. Well, by the end of the hour, it was starting to really come down and you thought there is a real chance that this is going to be a heavy snowfall. And it was just incredible. It was a heck of a lot of fun. And again, easily my favorite game ever doing lions was the snow game in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the result wasn't great. And if I remember, we kind of choked it out there at the end. We, we didn't, we were, we were leading early. 
and mm-hmm. then we we lions it up there at the end. <laughs> but but, it was the weather's fault because when it was snowing, the Lions were winning. When the yeah. snow started to taper off, that's when the Eagles came back. Yep. LaShawn McCoy will always be in my memory because he was the guy who led that second half charge for the Eagles. Yeah. And Joyke Bell was it was it Joyke or was it Calvin that came up with the face mask just Calvin snow? Yep, Calvin. Boy, that was crazy. Yep. Great picture too. All right. Um, great stuff. Um, not a lot of history here, and I think that's probably why there's not a it's it's emotionally not a supercharged game for Lions fans. Right. Uh, just not a whole lot of opportunity other than that snowball to, to build up that kind of that kind of dislike for each other from one another. But uh, there's definitely going to be a case. I think we have two teams right now headed in opposite directions. And, and feel free to disagree, but I feel like the Eagles are crashing towards a rebuild while the Lions are starting to ascend and building that youth movement and seeing their young players grow and, and into something that becomes a, a team on the rise. We are 100% in agreement on this one, Chris. And that's why I think this game is the best chance, like you said, for the Lions to win that first game. And even just going into the bye week with that one win, if they can do it against the Eagles, gives them a little bit of momentum going into the second half of the season. But this is the one game, if you were to look at the schedule and circle, this is the game where you think the Lions had the best chance of winning. Yep. And we will get into that in depth and talk all about that. But first, we have to talk about St. Jude. Uh, Flounder, this guy is always stepping up. Flounder Riches <laughs> is his name. He's going to match up to $250 donated today. I wrestled a coworker to, to donate some money, so we got some nice. there. We are currently at 2619 I would love to get us to 3000 at least before we do the the Friday um, 24-hour uh, telecast, telethon, broadcast, live stream thing, podcast-a-thon. Um, so get in there. We can do that. You guys, uh, we, all we have to do is get $250 out of our listeners, and we can get that right over the top uh, thanks to the match from Flounderishes. So help us out, stjude.org slash DLP, stjude.org slash DLP, and uh, help us out. You get your name in lights. You need to show up up there, and we'll, you'll get a little thank you from the kids, the whole thing. It's great. That is so cool. And plus, one word, guys, pies. 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 <laughs> Watch social media. We've got a, 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 a slurry of pies coming out this week of folks who did get pied. So there'll be a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when uh, we got Go Lions in the chat. Remember when Philly fans booed Santa? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is Philly to a T. The best, the best fan base. The two things that always amaze me about Philly, Chris, the fans booed Santa Claus. And there was a jail underneath Veterans Stadium for people who got out of hand. There was no other NFL stadium I can ever remember hearing about that had a jail beneath the stadium. And yet Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia did. And and they had to plan that, right? You don't just kind of kind of put a, a jail together when they built the stadium that was in the plans. Like the architect said, we should probably have a jail. So yeah, yeah, this is Philadelphia. We best have it. Yeah. Forget those eight bathrooms. Let's make that into a jail. Yeah. Yeah. They can, <laughs> they can hold it. No problem. It's fine. Put it right next to the battery sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, so St. Jude to number November 5th, next Friday, it's the bye week Tony's going to be on vacation next week. enjoying life. So you're going to have, to, you're going to have to listen to your WWJ without the superstar of the afternoons, Tony Ortiz. But there you go. Uh, we do our live stream 24 hours at 9 a.m. It starts on Friday. We go through 9 a.m. on Saturday. If we get to raise $25,000, which is just 5000 over last year, uh, Jefferson will don a 2-2 live on the air. We have a stretch goal. If it gets to 30, 
I'm going to do the Fat Boy 40, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have some I have some some fun plans for that. So if we get there, I'll I'll do it. It'll be fun. So again, two words for donations, people: pies, tutu. <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Diamond CBD injury report brought to you by Diamond CBD, cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. Take care ahead first. Uh, head, head to, you can do pain, anxiety, and insomnia. It'll help you with all three of those. Um, Delta 8, Delta 10, and the active CBD. Active CBD is legal in all 50 states. Are the things that you won't help, you won't pass a drug test after you take them, but you will feel darn good. Uh, if you, if you need to, you know, because it would work or whatever else, you have to pass a drug test, just the regular CBD oil, uh, that aren't those three styles will get you by and you'll pass your tests and you'll have the same kind of relief, just no. None of that buzz. All right. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Go hook yourself up. Let's talk about injuries. The Lions, other than IR, really don't mm-hmm. have anybody looking like they're out, do they? No, they don't. The two injuries that concern me, though, Chris, are the two to the cornerbacks, Jerry Jacobs and A.J. Parker. You're going up against an Eagles team that, and we'll get to that in a moment when we get to the injury report, isn't going to be able to run the ball as well as they expect to. And you really want to have all your cornerbacks, all your secondary in place, just in case the Eagles decide they need to throw the ball 40 or 50 times in that game. So the fact that those two guys are questionable, Jacobs and Parker, that's a concern. And that's a little bit of a red flag for me going into that game. After seeing, and neither practice on Thursday, they both were limited uh, today. Mm-hmm. After seeing Worley, Daryl Worley in the game against LA, I mean, that was really what cost us the game in the end, the the final touchdown. He really didn't uh, play up to speed, was immediately caught, and then signed to the practice squad. Um, that, that We need those cornerbacks in there. I'll tell you, in chatting with Jerry this week, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain he's going to be on the field. He'll be playing out there. Um, so just A.J. Parker, and that's – he went out. But I, I, they, they said the injury wasn't nearly as bad as what they had originally anticipated for him. Right. So. Hope springs eternal for Lions fans. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, both questionable. Um, but I, I, I see no reason why they're not going to play. I don't either. And again, especially Jamal Williams, you need him in that game. DeAndre Swift is going to be important, and we'll get to that when we talk about the matchup. But I also think Jamal Williams is going to be extremely important in this game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep, yep, absolutely. Foundations with a super chat. I will match up to 250 tonight. That would get us over three grand, and I'd owe Chris another pie. There you go. Help us, yeah. uh, help us do this, guys. Help us get over the over the humpsatu.org slash DLP. Okay. Um, let's get into scouting the matchups. Let's oh no. Sorry, we still have the Eagles injury yes. report to look at. And it's a long list of uh folks who've got dings, dongs, and everything else. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll rephrase that next time. <laughs> yeah, you might. Yeah, yeah. Phrasing. I was going to get us in trouble, but I decided to steer out of that one. Thank you. <laughs> we'll just say things. <laughs> so so uh, Anthony Harris, their safety with the groin and thumbs. <laughs> what a combination. Wow. Uh, he's doubtful. He is doubtful. Zach McPherson at cornerback is out. Maybe that'll yeah. help our guy Jared with a little bit of uh, freedom out there. And then Miles Sanders also out. With that. Huge loss there. Huge loss there because, Chris, that takes away pretty much the Eagles running game. Miles Sanders was the guy. Yep. If they were going to make any hay on the ground, if they were going to be effective running the ball, Miles Sanders had to be a key part of the game. And the fact that he is out is a definite break for the Lions because now they can really force the Eagles to be one dimensional 
in that game and put the game on Jalen Hurts' shoulders. And I'm not confident, if I'm an Eagles fan, that Jalen Hurts is, at this stage of his career, ready to take over a game like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's And that's actually what I have for the matchups when we get to that. Um, they're, they're talking in the chat, the dings and dongs, well, dings, dongs, and doinks bought, brought to you by the Chicago bears. We'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> um, JJ, our Sega Whiteside, Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. All right. You got it correct. Questionable. He was full practice today, but, um, he's questionable. He'll be in there. Uh, and then Anthony Harris, we said with thumbs, which is both of them <laughs> and a groin, uh, is doubtful was limited today. So we'll see what happens there. That's really none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how he did it. Uh, but so if you're thinking about it, right, you got a cornerback out and a safety potentially out. That really helps mm-hmm. Jared Goff potentially in the passing game. Place where until last week we've had some significant difficulty. Although he did have the, the interception that kind of closed out the game. Jared looked a lot better this past week as a quarterback for the Lions. He he put the ball down. He took some shots where he wasn't before. Um, the results weren't where we wanted. But, oh my God, did we play that team well? God, yeah. Yeah. And look, those three special teams plays and we'll get in the special teams because there was a development with the Lions along special teams. Those three special teams plays, the, the fake punt, the onside kick, the second fake punt. Those were brilliant. And they were great play calls by head coach Dan Campbell and also special teams coordinator Dave Phipp. Those were terrific plays. And I thought they were outstanding and it gave the Lions a chance to win that game. And look, nobody expected it. I got to believe you were at SoFi Stadium when that happened, the the onside kick and the fake punts. That had to have taken the crowd completely by surprise. And there had to be, Chris, some people in the crowd, some Rams fans who were just a little bit nervous. The the woman next to me, I was chatting with her. She was terrified. She was like, oh, they always lose. We've got the worst luck. I'm just like, you're you're telling a Lions fan that you guys have the worst luck. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, they, they, there's a couple of young guys that were very, you know, boisterous in front of me and um, they, their, the wind was out of their sails. They were very unhappy. And, and me, I was just laughing. I, I was laughing like hard and loud at that onside kick. I was like, Oh my God. And then the, the, the fake punt and then the fake punt. I mean, I was roaring. I was, and then I was, I was trying not to cheer and incite like potential violence amongst, you know, competing fans. Cause I didn't know what the atmosphere was going to be like. And as, as it went on, I realized this laughter might be worse than cheering because <laughs> it's really <laughs> rubbing salt in the wound. But, uh, you know, I, I, I I was I was sure that, you know, the Lions were going to do Lions things in the end. But that was so much hope and so great to play a team like the Rams so well. And then to see um, Matthew Stafford at the end talking to the guys, I'm pulling for him. You just can't not like him. You just can't not like Matthew Stafford. The one thing that was fun, Chris, and I I don't mean to tread over old ground, but we're going to do that real fast here. There were a number of people who called the radio station. Ninety seven won the ticket. There were people in my house, two members of my family and others who were basically anti-Matthew Stafford on Sunday. And it surprised me because I'm like, no, I actually want this guy to do well. I want to see him succeed. I want him to have a good game against the Lions. Whether I wanted the Lions to win or not, different story. But I wanted to see him succeed. And you'd be surprised how many people were sitting there hoping that Stafford would fail, hoping that Stafford would stumble, hoping that Stafford would struggle against the Lions, which he didn't do. Yeah, he was Matthew Stafford. Watching yep. him, I, the the throws, the way the ball, the whistle, the whole thing, it was like, it's kind of like, you know, watching your, your ex do well from afar. You're like, I wish, wish him the best, but ooh. <laughs> it does hurt. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait till the playoffs begin and the Rams are in the playoffs. That's going to really bite Lions fans in 
certain ways. It's going to be interesting because when the season's over and all we have to look, I don't say all we have to look forward, but we are certainly looking forward to the draft picks and how those things line up. Mm -hmm. Folks are not going to want to see the team do so well. And it's going to, there's going to be um, kind of a mutiny, I think, amongst fans, those that are going to let bygones be bygones and have a second team, thanks to Matthew, or those that are like, nope, lions, but ride or die. And I want them to, I want them to be, I want them to be so bad that they drop them even further into the draft to like, number 10 because they, they embarrass the <laughs> NFL in the playoffs. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Got the injury report. Let's talk about matchups. T.O., you were talking about the running game. Is that is that yeah. what had you lined up? Yeah, that's the one I had lined up, which is the running game without, Ma- without Miles Sanders against the Lions front seven. And again, without that running game, without the threat of a consistent, efficient threat, the Lions can basically, their front four can pin their ears back and put some pressure on Jalen Hurts. Now, granted, Hurts is a slippery quarterback. He can get out of the pocket and make some plays once he gets outside with his legs. But if you have the Lions and you've been able to put pressure on just about every quarterback you face from Aaron Rodgers to Matthew Stafford, it is critical that you get pressure on Jalen Hurts, force him out of the pocket, force him to be uncomfortable in the pocket, and force him to make some bad throws, which he has done and has been on display. Last week against the Raiders, they got pressure on him, and he made some bad throws that contributed to the Eagles' loss in Las Vegas. So to me, against Las Vegas. So to me, you got to get pressure on Jalen Hurts and without Miles Sanders, that is huge for the Lions. So to me, the effectiveness of the Eagles running game against the Lions front seven, if they can shut down that running game, that's a big advantage for the Lions. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And that was, that's what I had our D line against Jalen Hurts. That's why mm-hmm. I, I didn't even put their O line in between our D line and Jalen. We, <laughs> we need to keep him on the run. Our defensive line has looked good. They've had pressure. Yes. They've been able, I mean, this year over last year is just night and day difference between the way they're playing. Um, I'm excited to see them. And, and that's what it is. Jalen Hurts is a lot like young, Aaron Rodgers in that, not that he's a great quarterback like he was, but in that he gets flustered when he has to move yep. and he does not perform as well. Um, I think uh, Craig in the chat says, do what you did against Lamar in this game and we'll win it. And I think that's, that's actually exactly, exactly right in what I'm thinking of. He's, he's, he's slippery, like you said, and if we can keep that pressure on and keep him moving and uh, not allow him to get positive yardage, we'll be in, in great shape. Hey, Chris, you were talking about the Eagles being in the midst of a rebuild. Mm -hmm. Nowhere is that more evident than on defense because the last two defensive coordinators for the Philadelphia Eagles were Jim Schwartz, guy we're all familiar with, and Jim Johnson. They were both heavy pressure, blitz, blitz, blitz type guys, especially Jim Schwartz with the wide nine. Their current defensive coordinator and the way they play now, they don't do that. They're, They're a read and react defense. That's an advantage for the Lions because read and react defenses always seem to be a step slow or at least take that one second to figure out what's going on. And that may work to the Lions advantage, especially with a guy like DeAndre Swift coming out the backfield, TJ Hawkinson leaking out. This Eagles team is in such a state of flux, but nowhere is that flux more evident than on defense. And I kind of feel bad for Darius Slay Mm -hmm. because he's actually not played badly in the secondary, but the numbers that he's posting don't look anything like the numbers he posted in the seven years he was here in Detroit. No, and that's that was a lot of money for the Eagles to put down mm-hmm. on a guy that um, isn't getting the numbers. But again, like you said, you, I don't know that I put all the blame on him for those numbers because cornerback can do what a cornerback does, but he needs that line. He needs pressure. He needs help from the right. rest of the defense, and he's not really and, getting it. And when you had guys like Schwartz and Johnson calling up that pressure, especially Schwartz, yep. Schwartz it helped out. Uh, Darius Slay because the quarterbacks were making mistakes and Slay could pick them off. Slay could take advantage of that. 
without that pressure, without the Eagles showing that pressure with that read and react defense, there's not as much pressure. And Darius Slade doesn't have as many chances at interceptions as he's had the first couple of years in Philly or the seven years he was here in Detroit. So to me, that's another big matchup too. the Lions offense, which at times looks great and at times looks less than great against the defense that is still rebuilding and still without key pieces. Brandon Graham is on injured reserve, so he's not part of the game either. Mm -hmm. And I think with everything going on with the Eagles, the fact that they're not getting pressure on quarterbacks, the fact that they are, once again, a read and react defense, that really plays well for the Lions. And that was the second, uh, when you took my my D-line against Jalen Hurts' (laughs) matchup, that was my second go-to matchup was Jared Goff uh, against the secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that this... Jared Goff's future is, has really started being written, and it's about getting the ball downfield and taking those shots. Yep. He did that a little bit against the Rams, and he found some success. Now, he did have the interception late. It wasn't, you know, Aaron Donald got some pressure. There's some other things going on there that, that, had, that did that. But this is a situation where he needs to build confidence that he obviously has been lacking through the first part of this season. If he finds success, and he did find limited success in against the Rams, now against the mm-hmm. Eagles, right? Get a bye week and feel good about it. A little more success. This may put him back in the conversation for the Lions. Is he the guy? I don't. I, I right now, if I had to say, do I think Jared Goff is the guy? If you try, I'd say no. Right, based on 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 what the road that's been beneath the wheels this year. Can he can he win it back? Well, we'll have to see. And I think it's all about confidence for him. And he mm-hmm. needs to be successful. He needs to see that ball wind up being caught and for, for big air yards, not necessarily yak and uh, be able to get that ball down the field. If he can push the ball down the field and feel confident doing that, especially against these Eagles, that's going to do wonders for him going forward. And Chris, here's the thing. The lions may have to ride Jared Goff next year as well, because, and I'm already doing looking ahead to the draft in 2022. Yeah. Um, the crop of quarterbacks that are coming out into the draft, is not a great crop. There's no one guy that you look at that's playing quarterback right now that you say, okay, this guy is going to be a starter in the NFL. This guy is the guy who's going to turn the franchise. There's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no Zach Wilson. There's no Trey Lance, no Mac Jones in this year's draft. The Lions may be forced to go another year with Jared Goff and hope that the 2023 draft produces a young quarterback that they can possibly build their franchise around. But at this point, looking at the 2022 draft, Chris, there's nobody. I mean, Spencer Rattler was supposed to be out of Oklahoma, the number one quarterback prospect, yep. and he's been benched. Correll looks good. Um, there's there's a couple guys that look okay. I'm actually, I wouldn't be surprised if we took a quarterback this year and next year. As scary as that is, I can see that happening as a potential outcome. I'm not, I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying I could see it happening. I could see it happening, too, but the more I see from scouts, the more I read from scouts, the more I see these guys play the top quarterbacks play in college football, the more I'm convinced. I don't think the Lions are going to reach with the number of draft picks that they have and the number of holes they have on their roster. I don't see them reaching for a quarterback next year. If one falls to them, great, but I don't see them reaching for one. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. And that's that's where I kind of started my my season here as things are going down. So we'll see how that how that plays out. We'll see what that means. I think that could hurt in the public eye 
Um, sure. The the perception of the front office and and Dan Campbell and on one hand, because folks are already pretty hard out on on Jared Goff. Um, that's kind of one, one of the reasons I want to see him a resurgence out of him and see some growth and have him shore up his his the confidence of the the fans and him. But um, yeah, no, there's so many holes. Like if we had Justin Fields this year, we I don't we wouldn't be any better off than we are right now. No, I agree with you. Man, I agree with you. Man. Mac Jones or Trey Lance or none of those guys. I agree. No, no. So you, you really need that team. You need to surround that quarterback with talent. I mean, the Rams, what did they do? They built the team with Jared Goff, and then they got the mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, exactly. It, there, there might be something to that. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. But if their guy is there, I think they go, you know, I think they go for him. I just don't know if the Lions guy is there. I don't think there is. At this, and my gut feeling. I don't think the guy is there yet. I don't see him unless somebody breaks out in the second half of the college football season. I really don't see that one quarterback that you have to have in this year's draft. Just don't see it. Yep. And here we are sitting first overall. All right. <laughs> Let's go into the odds brought to you by Amazon, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Odds are you'll like what you get there. And odds are if you use uh-huh. amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. We'll get a little cut of Jeff Bezos' money. And who wouldn't want to take it away from Spaceman Spiff over there? Uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. <laughs> Holiday season coming. Go ahead and uh, and help us out by doing something you were going to do anyway. All right. I got the reference, Spaceman Spiff. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Vegas, where are we? This is an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. I like both the spread and the money line on this one. Okay. Um, the spread has the Eagles winning by three and a half. Yeah, I take the lines with the three and a half. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That half especially makes it very – even if you don't believe the Lions are going to win this game, even if you believe the Eagles are going to win, it's a close enough – these two teams are close enough where that extra half point makes a big difference. Yep. And and this I'm so frustrated because I was in Vegas ahead of the, the L.A. game. Mm-hmm. I didn't like any of the Lions bets. I didn't like any of it, so I didn't I didn't put any money on it at all. And now here I am sitting here looking at this, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> and our sports betting isn't open in Florida yet. All right, money line. <laughs> Would you like me to put a few bucks down for you, Chris? Yeah, you know, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I like the Lions plus 155. I do, too. Uh, Eagles minus 180. Obviously, that's, that's one to run away from. Um, over under, what do you think we're at for the over under TO? These are teams that don't really score a lot. If you look at the NFL, the way it's set up today, 20 years ago, these are high scoring teams today. Not so much. So I'd say 42 or 43. Hmm, it's a little higher than that. 48 and a half. Really? Yeah. They've pumped it up. I don't see, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'd sit on the under on this because I don't see Jim yeah, getting the ball out. They don't have a run game. Um, you got Jared who has not been a, an offensive powerhouse as far as moving the ball. We've got a good run game, but you know, that burns clock. I just don't see crossing, you know, 48 and a half points. I just don't see it happening. I don't either. No. So I would go under on that one. Yeah. There you go. T.O. the Greek with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll do the fanatics final outcome fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com get all your lions gear your michigan michigan state gear big game there this weekend um i hope i i hope they all do well i i hope brand setter's happy at the end of the day uh let's go for the final outcome the prediction uh what do you have to i've got the lions winning this game and look the last time i picked the lions to win they lost in chicago to the bears And there was a part of me that said, I'm not doing that again. And then I looked at this Eagles matchup and I'm like, this is it. This has got to be the game. And so I've got the Lions winning this game 24-21. I think the offense plays consistently against the 
the Eagles defense. I think they do a good job of shutting down what little bit of a running game the Eagles have, and they make uh, Jalen Hurts very uncomfortable. And I just think this is the type of game where DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson can make a big difference for the Lions. So to me, I got the Lions winning this game 24-21. They go into the bye week at least 1-7, and so maybe they can build a little bit of momentum off that win, although the second half of the schedule is really really tough yeah i i this is the first of four games i think they have a a shot at winning uh remaining on the schedule i'm Um, curious which four because i've got a list (laughs) as well i'm curious and i around the station today we were talking about the four games that the lions can win or should have a chance let me see if the four if your four match the four sure sure okay so i've got the eagles okay i I got the bears and vikings as both winnable games because they're at home Okay. And then I have the Falcons rolling up as a potential. <laughs> okay. You agree with a lot of people here at the station. Mine was the Eagles, the Bears on Thanksgiving Day, yep. the Denver Broncos, Ooh, who are really a team that is not playing well right now, and the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Those are the four that I have. Now, let me throw one more in the mix that I used to have sure. on the list before I put the Falcons on. The Steelers. Now, they've played a lot tougher as late, but early on, they were really having trouble. Um, it depends what Steelers team is there. It is away, Correct. so it's going to be difficult. But they're they're a team that can be beaten. I think the Lions Agreed. have what it takes to beat them. So maybe we're looking. Maybe there's five potentials after you know. Game. Who knows? We'll see what happens. If it if it was at Ford Field, I would agree with you yep. wholeheartedly that the Lions could pull off the upset of the Steelers. Yep. Um, but it's in Heinz Field, which is a great place to go see a game. And no, I don't see that. By the way, there was one dark horse game that somebody mentioned. And I thought about it, and I'm like, Chris, this might actually be right. How about the Green Bay Packers the last week of the season? If Green Bay goes into that game with nothing on the line, they've gotten home field advantage, they know what they're going to do, and maybe they don't play Aaron Rodgers in that game. Maybe it's Jordan Love. Maybe they relax some of their starters, put them on the bench you know, to let them rest up for the playoffs. That might be a game where the Lions could possibly pull it off. But again, some things have to happen first before you even start thinking about that as a possibility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, there you go. There's the final outcomes. Did I say mine? I had the Lions by... No, you did not. I did not. I have the Lions by 7, 24 to 17. Um, I think that last field goal or touchdown is a field goal that you had there. And uh, the Lions put it away. It's a seven-point win. So we shall see. I know, I you know, I should just repeat what you say since you are the oracle, but... um, (laughs) Uh, No, that is not even close to being the truth, but thank you. All right, let's talk really quick. Uh, we've got the post game show this week. Ash will show up after the Lions game, right and directly afterward. Uh, Wednesday podcast with Risden. We got that coming up, and then next Friday the St. Jude twenty four hour telethon starts at nine a.m. If you're at work, you can just pop it on the computer. You can let it run in the background, and like you like you do all your e learning that they make you take. You can just put that on and have us go in the background while you're clicking away and doing your emails and sitting your meetings and the whole thing that you don't really pay attention to anyway. Hang out with us, help us raise some money. We're going to have a ton of great interviews. We got some stuff with Jerry Jacobs right now. We have an auction coming up. We're going to have signed footballs, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, um, TJ Hawkinson jerseys, um, Penny Sewell signed ball, uh, a week in a Colorado ski uh, house to, to, hang, to hang out and have fun. Um, tons of great stuff up there and out there and ready to go. Um, it's going to be awesome. And again, it's all to help the kids. Help the kids feel better and have a little, a good little Christmas. Stjude.org slash DLP if you want to get some donations in there. We've got a $250 match. Double your money. Make your money go further by uh, leveraging Flounderish's drinking problem and, and donation problem. All right? 
I like that Colorado ski house. Hmm. Oh yeah. Let me see what I let me see what I got in the bank. I might be able to uh, <laughs> throw a few bucks there. Yeah, and and uh, the as long as it's not pre booked, I mean the dates are pretty much wide open to schedule it too. So okay. it's, it it flexes with your schedule. It's not like a fixed week. So a lot to work on there. All right, just just thinking about the excuse I can use to get away from the family, so I can do that. <laughs> get the house to myself. I, exactly, I, I get a, a ski house. house to myself. Yeah, I <laughs> don't I get the house to myself. I buy a new one. That's how. <laughs> All right, let me clarify. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my son. So I don't want anybody to think anything else, you know? <laughs> well, they don't think too, too poorly of you either. So you're in good shape. It's <laughs> <laughs> the life of a dad, my friend. <laughs> All right. Lions Nation Unite. Don't forget about that. LionsNationUnite.com. Great, great place for fans to hang out yes. and interact. Lots of great content creators there. And uh, we're there as well, Risen and I. And, uh, you know, you might see Tony pop his nose in there a little bit. It's a fun place to have Herman Moore doing all his thing. And uh, I think that's going to do it. T.O., thank you, man, for coming back after a week off and reconsidering. You, you know, you could have said, you know, I've had enough of this, but here you are again. Back for more. No, I'm back. <laughs> you, you've got me for a while. Until Riz, I said hello. I still miss him. So yeah. well, we'll, we got to get the band. We got to get the band back together. Absolutely. We will talk when you call on Friday to the show next week. Riz, okay. is, Riz is there for the, the 24 hours. So we'll, uh, we'll have a little bit of a reunion of our own. There you go. There you go. All right. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, and follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very, very best place to see everyone pants free. You can go to at AGRT's three and see a man wearing his pants and, and, and yes. representing him and his employer in a very uh, posh kind of way. But <laughs> respectable, respectable T.O. Uh, Thank you. Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions podcast on one word. Detroit Lions podcast or call us on the Lions line at 929-335-4667. That's the one 929-33-LIONS. Also, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your little music player box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems because we got T.O. And we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.